It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Uh, right now, though, let's rise as one. Uh, for one of the greats of rugby league, uh, played with the North Sydney Bears, one of your old teammates, Buttes, also the uh, Newcastle Knights, St. Helens, where he's an absolute legend. Dave Fairley, good morning. Steve-o. Buttes. <laughs> uh, hello, oh. Daisy. Off to a flying start. Hey, uh, Daisy, uh, firstly, let's get your thoughts on the grand final because you've had so much to do with Ivan Cleary over the years. What were your thoughts of the 14-12 win for the Penrith Panthers? Oh, man, it was just epic. Um, I I think um, the three games that Penrith um, played in, so I think week one versus South where they got beat, then their um, second week in the um, finals, they had to... Sorry, uh, well, the next week they played um, Parramatta. Parramatta. That was, that, yeah, Parramatta was just a phenomenal game. Went down to the wire, then then Melbourne, and then um, <laughs> then back to South Sydney. And, and the four game, those four games uh, by Penrith, they're as good as any finals game that I've seen. Um, you know, the intensity that they were played at was it was state of origin like. You know, in terms of you know, the 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 ferocity of it, the line speed, the physicality, the contact. Um, the amount of time the ball was in play. There's so many things that just, um, yeah, just was. Uh, it was just such a good game, and um, yeah, Penrith thoroughly deserved the win. You know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, how they're fatigued and injured and and things like that. But you know, Ivan, Ivan sort of said, yeah, we're battle hardened, and and that's the balance. You know, you've you've got to try and find that. So a lot of clubs, South, Para, Melbourne, they all sort of rested players. Um, sort of leading into the semis when they had an opportunity, whereas Penrith, they didn't. And, um, you know, Ivan said a couple of times it was a gamble, but it was a gamble that pays off. And, yes, you know, there's a, there's a balance between um, resting and keeping guys fresh and then sort of pushing guys and, and being battle-hardened. And I think I think Penrith, you know, pushed that to the absolute extreme um, with the amount of players that they had hurt and injured. Um, South Sydney, you know, they, they for them they, they got it perfect. You know, they rested players and 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 got players sort of coming into good form at the right time. They had no injuries. Unfortunately, they lost Latrell, which I mean, Blake Taft did a, a tremendous job, but Latrell he he potentially could have made a difference. And with, you know, we're talking about how well Penrith did, but really, like Adam Reynolds kicks that goal. Um, mm. You know, we, we're possibly going into Golden Point. So um, yeah, it was just some unbelievable football by all involved, actually. Yeah, d- defensively, it was like a flashback to the 1980s. And you said exactly what Butte said last week. The, the game between Penrith and Parramatta is what made us fall in love with rugby league again. Yeah, you look, when you look yeah. back at, Daisy, the, the season that we've had and the blowouts in scores, it was that Parramatta-Penrith game. It was the Parramatta-Storm game. It was last week's grand final that just took us back. And this is why our game is so good, because defence wins championships and you know Penrith proved that over the three weeks uh, or their last three weeks and and we had Hayden Knowles on Uh, it was interesting you talk about that battle hard and and the approach they took with it he said the exact same thing you know I questioned him about whether they were under fatigue whether they were struggling whether they were just running on fumes and he just referred to the fact that they are hardened for what is going to be a super tough contest in this grand final just on the point that you made Daisy about 
Blake Taff. I think for South, uh, you know, and it's uh, indicative of Wayne Bennett and his coaching style that his team stay in the contest. And they were in it up until yeah. that kick from uh, Adam Reynolds, which just missed. He hit it sweetly, mm. but just too far to the mm. right. Uh, I just feel that they missed some of those big boys coming out of their end. You know, the likes of Taff, Johnson, and as hard as Jackson Paulo tried, he just kept getting monstered. And then, you, you know, your yeah. fourth play is probably going to be a Cameron Murray, who isn't a big guy anyway. So they were going nowhere in that first, those four, first four tackles, which made it very hard for them, you know, from then on. And you could just see that throughout the whole game that they just struggled through that period. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think it was pretty evident, you know, watching it that you could see that Penrith just completely dominated field position. And, like, mm. at no real stage am I thinking, yeah, Souths are going to win this. I always thought Penrith sort of had them. And, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, the kicking game, I mean, it, it just it just slaughtered South. You know, the high balls, they just really struggled. And, um, yeah, Paulo... Uh, I thought he, you know, with all due respect to Jackson Paulo, he's been a great player, but he probably didn't have his best game. And um, mm. I thought there were times there in Penrith's yardage sets where they went a little bit one out. Um, they probably needed to find one or two passes off the ruck just to try and generate some momentum because Penrith's line speed was just oh. as brutal as I've seen any line speed this year. And um, you yeah, made the comment about defence. Well, defence does win big games. And there's been a lot of stats broken this year um, in terms of points um, four and against and six against and rule changes and so many things are different but one thing's pretty consistent is that um, the teams that have won the premiership over the last number of years have been the top one or two def- teams defensively in the competition. Now Penrith were the best team defensively last year and they were again this year so um, you know it's no surprise that they backed their defence going into the grand final. I think when you look at um, the couple of times that the Rabbitohs did throw the ball in their own end um, and, and you know put a couple of passes together they actually, yep. you know, got the Panthers defensive line going backwards and, you know, created sort of half chances. And I just felt that they, and again, mate, I just felt that they probably didn't have the gas in the tank after the first 10 or 15 minutes because they were just constantly bashed, bashed, bashed by this, uh, the line speed of the Panthers. Such a courageous effort by South. Oh. And, and you mentioned Wayne Bennett. They think about Wayne's teams is they don't beat themselves. And that mm. was a great example because... Everything, the weight of possession, the amount of tackles, the completion rates, uh, the kick meters, all of the stats were just heavily um, geared towards Penrith. And it was just unbelievable that that was a two-point ball game, you know, with 10 minutes to go or whatever it was. Um, And then Fradden Reynolds kicks that goal, potentially going into Golden Point. Like, the South had no right to be that far into it. It was amazing. And Wayne's been here, talked about the effort in the press conference. He said, you know, you have regrets and disappointments. And he said, tonight's a disappointment. He said, you know, those guys couldn't have give any more than they gave out there on the football field. And, you know, we saw that, like we said, we saw that in a number of the semi-final games this year. It was just, it was amazing. And you're right, it was it was great rugby league. It was, it was great to watch. Yeah, we'll play some uh, Wayne Bennett audio a little later in the show because he spoke at the uh, South Sydney presentation. Now, this is the Wayne Bennett that you don't see fronting the media. He spoke for about nine and a half minutes. And he spoke 
eloquently about his rugby league team and some of the leaders within that team. So we'll roll that in a little bit later on. I, I guess, Daisy, for myself, the only thing missing, and as great as it was to see the grand final played at Suncorp Stadium in Queensland, could you imagine 80,000 fans, mm. probably 70,000 Rabbitohs fans and 20,000 Panthers fans at ANZ Stadium in Sydney. It was, that was probably the only thing I felt was missing, that we didn't have a, a packed house in Sydney. Yeah, I mean, ultimately it was yeah, disappointing. You've got two Sydney teams playing in, in, um, in Brisbane in the grand final. But you know what, Steve, I, I watched it, and I not, but not at any stage or once during the, during the game was I thinking about, oh, this is in Brisbane, you know, there's only 35,000 here. It was just... Yeah, typical of the players, you know, right you know, when it, last year when the pandemic broke and the players, you know, they were, uh, like, for example, State of Origin won last year, which was just an epic game in Adelaide. Now, those guys, they they flew to, from Sydney to Adelaide, played the Origin, got on a plane, come home, all in the one day. And this, this was going on behind the scenes um, all year. So... Um, the players, yeah, they were all in Brisbane in a hub this year, which made it slightly easier in, in relation to travel. But, yeah, what they've been through and to deliver the quality of football um, consistently that they've done is a real credit to the to the individuals and the clubs because, you know, there's so many things going to, you know, playing well and, and performing consistently. And it's, it's not just about, you know, your skills and physicality and fitness and all that. A lot of it is, um, you know, your mental health and um, well-being because... There's such an important factor these days into into playing well, and you know, this, to, for the NRL to allow and support families and, and relations and partners up there in the hub with the team, uh, really created a, an amazing team environment. So, yeah, Penrith, for example, they they just embraced it, and and all of the partners and wives and kids were in the same hotel and the same hub, and they they came together regularly as as a family. So it really, it was just really comfortable for the players and, and, you know, they had that really close support, that network up there with them in the hotel. And you could see how tight, we've seen it all year and last year, how tight they were. But um, you could just see it again during the semi-final series. A lot of people wrote them off after that. Um, you know, they went the hard route and they, they got beat by South and then they had to play Melbourne. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that game, Melbourne, Melbourne Penrith. Like, Melbourne had the worst game they've had all year. Now, mm-hmm. is that because they had the week off and then they rested people the week before that? And, you know, so they, they're a great side, but they didn't have the battle-hardened mentality. And you could just see that in that game. Penrith did, and their line speed, Penrith's line speed throughout the finals campaign was amazing. But that game in particular yeah. in their grand final, Penrith were just tearing off the line. And it's not often that you see Melbourne don't have the answers to things. But they just couldn't, they couldn't play themselves out of the way that Penrith's line speed was just consistently just getting in their faces. So, um, again, it was a defensive, um, it was defensive display that was just, you know, high standard. Uh, Dave, early in the show we had Grant Drinkwater join us his son Josh playing halfback in fact he was man of the match last week against Hull Kingston Rovers in the semi-final and now Catalans, maybe they could win their first ever Super League Grand Final against your old team St Helens tomorrow morning. Can you give us a snapshot of what that's going to be like? Uh, Packed house at Old Trafford in Manchester. Yeah, there's a couple of things there, Steve. I mean, it's fantastic for French rugby league. Um, the, the the 
success of Catalans has been an enormous benefit to their second-tier competition over there, which is just starting to flourish. So um, credit to Steve McNamara, the coach. Um, he, he was a guy that I played against over there. He played for Huddersfield then. He came out here and he was doing some coaching at the Roosters, spent a bit of time with Trent Robinson, then mm. went back over to England. So he's doing a really good job. Um, it's great to see a couple of Central Coast guys in there. As you mentioned, um, Jimmy Maloney, um, he, he's just had a tr- tremendous career. Luckily, luckily, I've had a fair bit to do with Jim um, at, at Parramatta and again at the Warriors. Um, so really good to hear that he's in a good headspace and that he's he's ready for retirement. But it's also, you know, he's still competing and playing well. So, you know, luckily, well, he, he might get the fairy tale um, to go out on a grand final win. Um, St. Helens, you know, they're my club. Um, the thing about St Helens is I don't, they're, they're the Melbourne Storm of the English of the of the Super League. Um, you know, I, I felt that when I was there, there was definitely um, a level of expectation um, from you as an individual, and you, you quickly find out what that is. Um, you, you very quickly need to adapt and fit into the way that St Helens do things, um, which is different to a lot of other clubs and their work ethic and, and their, their mentality on how they compete and never give up. And um, you know, I experienced that a number of times um, throughout the season that I had there in close games. They're just never beaten and they've got a reputation for that. You know, they're, they're always there in the big games and... Um, yeah, you, know, you can call it what it, you know, culture or, or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, you know, they're they're always you know, a sign of really strong organisations. Is when um, you go in there and you can just feel that there's a level of expectation and accountability um, that you're held to account. Um, and it, it, look, it's it's a great thing. It's a good feeling because um, it's not every club you go to has that, and it takes a lot of time to get to things like mm. that. And yeah, you know, I'm sure you go down to Melbourne, but you don't see you know big signs and placards and words all around the dressing room about their culture. It's, it's not even not even spoken about. It's just there. And that's the same with St. Helens. It's just there. And, and you know it's there. And um, you, you've got to adapt and fit into it. So it's no surprise that you know, St. Helens have been you know, the most dominant team in the Super League era since 1996. Um, you know, they've won more titles and, and Challenge Cups than anyone. So, yeah, they're there again. Days, you had uh, time over there. Um, just talk us through some of the, the success you had over there, mate, because you actually, you obviously had a massive impact on the club because were well, you selected in the team of the century or something along those lines? Which, you know, for a yeah, guy that's played 27 games, is just mm-hmm. phenomenal. So the impact you had over there must have been massive. Yeah, well, um, yeah, fortunate enough, it started off well. It's with, you know, we beat Brisbane in the World Club Challenge. We won a Challenge Cup final, which was a centenary of the Challenge Cup. And then um, about three weeks out from the finals, um, we lost our halfback, Sean Long, to an ACL. So it was really devastating for us because, you know, I think we, we definitely would have won the competition or got, given it a good shake. But to lose, you know, one of the most dominant players in the competition a few weeks before the semi is just cruelest. But, look, I, I went there... Um, and again, it was this culture thing. Um, so I, I went there and I, I remember, um, and I didn't have any sort of idea of the, the rivalry between Wigan and St Helens. I, I heard about it, but I didn't really understand it. And um, we drew St, we drew Wigan um, in round one of the, of the uh, Challenge Cup draw, which is like the FA Cup in, in, the, in the football. Yep. So 
we played um, Wigan at Knowlesley Road, and I, you know, they said it's a rivalry. And I remember playing in that game, um, and about 20 minutes into the game, I just had to stop and check myself and thought, well, I'm in a game here. I was getting absolutely belted. You know, I was split. I was getting belted, and I thought, I've got to aim up here. Um, and that, that was a real... Um, awakening for me in terms of um, the intensity of the Super League. So, look, I I knew deep down that was probably going to be my last season, so I wanted to go out and just leave nothing, leave everything out on the field. You know, I wanted to finish off playing my absolute best football um, that I could. And, you know, very quickly, um, you know, I started playing well and then, you know, you get the support of the fans and, and, you know, then you couple that with the expectations and the culture that St Helens have. Um, and, you know, I was fortunate, or not fortunate, because I, I worked bloody hard to do it, but I just come off the back of a really good season in Newcastle and I, I just wanted to make the most of what I had, the time I had in St Helens. So, um, yeah, you know, very honoured named Team of the Century, uh, an immortal, and, you know, they built a stadium and, you know, there's a mural of myself next to Mal Meninga at the stadium. And so the fact that I could achieve all of that in one year uh, and the last year that I played football is something that I'm really proud of. Um, to finish finish playing your best footy, uh, 31, yeah, I was re- really happy with that. Yeah, Dave, uh, I'd like to hear more about who else is in that team alongside you at St Helens, but I just want to pick up on one thing. Did you say it's the most you've ever been physically challenged in your career in that game against Wigan? Oh, absolutely, Steve. Um, yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, Wigan, Wigan had a team full of superstars, uh, and so did we. Um, and Wigan had... They had a few imports. So they had Steve Renouf, Dave Ferner, Matt Johns. They were Adrian Lamb. They were they were already in the Wigan team, um, but they had other players like um, uh, Andy Farrell um, and Brian O'Connor, Bar- Terry O'Connor, the front rower. He was mm. English prop. So yeah, I was like, and I was sort of St Helens's main main signing, their big signing. So they they were going to let me know that they were out there. And yeah, it was it was it was, it was not only physical. But there was some, you know, what's, what's the old bit of niggle going on as well. And I was copping it, you know. I was really copping it. And, I was, you know, they were ganging up on me. And, um, yeah, I just had to fight back. You just had to give it. And, and, you know, I know Wigan were winning with about six minutes to go. And we actually got the football scored in the corner with about three, three or two minutes left on the clock and won the game. So we progressed through to the Challenge Cup and mm. end up winning the whole thing. But, yeah, that, that game, yeah, it just sticks out. It just sticks out for me. And I've got a photograph of that game. Um, I had the full-time siren. And it looked like I've been, yeah, it looks like I've been through bloody 15 rounds in the ring. Yeah, and Dave, uh, 25 words or less. Have you got thoughts on tomorrow's grand final between Catalans and St. Helens? Who gets the job done? Is history created for the French team from Perpignan or does St. Helens win three in a row? Oh, it's a hard one, Steve. Look, I'd like to see St. Helens win only because, you know, I know a lot of people involved with the club and some players that are there and so I've got an attachment to the club. Um, I'd like to see them win. But in saying that, I think, I think Catalans winning the Super League is um, a tremendous boost for just not only rugby league in Europe but rugby league in France where once rugby league was the powerhouse game and, and, and rugby union was second to it. So, look, either way, I'm happy with whoever gets the result. Yeah, thanks for your time, mate. Well uh, done, all, buddy. The, all the best to you and the family and we'll talk soon. Cheers, Mick.
The great Dave Fairley joining us, your uh, former teammate. Ah, you know what? Nice little walk down memory lane for him as well. I know to talk about those times at St. Helens because, you know, he had a massive career here. Rothman's medalist, um, outstanding player. And, you know what, it's nice to look back on those things fondly and go, you know what, he made a massive contribution there. And obviously it was significant enough to be named in the team of the century.